Hello everyone, we're thinking about what God hates. And I'd like to just read a verse or two from Psalm 5, which we read the other day. You are not a God that has pleasure in wickedness. You hate all workers of iniquity. You will destroy them that speak lies. And it's that last part of the verses that I just want us to hone in on today. We're definitely living in difficult and dangerous days. We're just emerging from an extremely strange and highly suspicious two-year global pandemic. And now we're faced with war in Eastern Europe, which we're not only told could escalate into something far worse, but it's extremely difficult to know what forces there are at work behind the scenes. One thing we do know is the tragedy of human suffering in the Ukraine. Innocent individuals and families being wounded and dying. Homes are being destroyed as well as the massive refugee crisis being caused as probably millions will flee the fighting. But all these things serve to highlight the fact that it's almost impossible to find the truth about what is actually happening and why. What is the real reason? Is this just a man's pride? Or are there other reasons and other forces at work that have precipitated this invasion? And sadly, this is the case in so many other headline stories at home and abroad. There are many catastrophic happenings that have unanswered questions hanging over them. Maybe some of these are conspiracy theories, but maybe not so far-fetched as some would have us believe. Everything is thrown into question when some of the people involved are very economical with the truth, to say the least, and quite clearly lacking in integrity. And regrettably, almost everything that we hear through channels that in the past we've relied upon to get honest coverage, we now have to question whether it is the whole truth or an edited version with a particular spin in order to convey whatever the design is of those in control. It would seem that truth in our day is extremely rare. The only certainty we have is found in God's word, the Bible. What I believe is on the heart, if not in the, on the lips, of many people all over the world, not only in the Ukraine, is what does the future hold? And that's what I want to speak about today. I'd like to tell you the truth. In other words, I'd like to tell you the divine program for this world. Of course, I I can't go into all the details. I've not the time, space or the ability to do so. However, I will give a brief outline of the future as the Word of God declares it. We live in the day of salvation, as Scripture calls it, a time of God's grace, when, largely speaking, God's judgment is being withheld, and he isn't directly intervening in the affairs of our world. He is, however, intervening in individual lives, and many around the globe are at this time coming into the blessing of repentance of sin and faith in Christ, and that salvation that is being offered to each one of us today. When the day of salvation ends, which we Christians believe could be very soon, 
all true believers will be raptured, that is, caught up to heaven, to be forever with the Lord. Then there will be what Scripture calls the day of the Lord. It will come as a thief in the night. In other words, unexpectedly and unannounced. It will be like a thief in that way, but it will also be like a thief in that it will rob you, my dear unsaved friend, of everything, including the well-being of your never-dying soul. This world will be plunged into a period of sorrow and suffering totally unprecedented, a word that we're quite used to, but this will be totally unprecedented. In other words, something that has never been known in the world before. And it's called in Scripture, Tribulation the Great. It will be so severe that Jesus said, except those days should be shortened, no flesh would be saved. At the end of that terrible time of judgment, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords will come back to this earth, not humbly as a baby to Bethlehem, as as he did, but as a conqueror in power and great glory. He will deal with Satan, Satan's puppet, the man of sin, and the false prophet. Someone has called them the unholy trinity of evil, and that's exactly what they are. Our Lord Jesus Christ will then set up his millennial mediatorial kingdom and reign in righteousness and equity as Scripture promised. I don't know whether you remember those verses that we often read at Christmas. Part of which, just the first part, was fulfilled in Bethlehem. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. But the remaining part is yet to be fulfilled when he comes again in power and glory. It says this, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. That is, no frontier, as well as no end, in the sense that it will be until the end of time. The curse will be removed. The animal, vegetable and mineral creation will be restored to Edenic conditions. What the politicians and environmentalists are worried about will never happen because our glorious Lord, the creator of the universe, will restore and renew what puny mankind has abused. And the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. At the end of that millennial day, Satan will be released from his prison, the bottomless pit, for a brief period, and he will again deceive the nations one final time, and they and he will be finally and forever judged. Then the Lord will wrap up this old heavens and earth, just like you and I fold up our clothes at the end of the day, and they will be removed because of the awesomeness of the character and the face of the one who sits upon the throne of judgment. That person who sits upon that great white throne of judgment is the same person who was the baby of Bethlehem, the man of Calvary, 
the one who rose victorious from the grave, the one who ascended back to heaven, the one who executed God's judgment in the tribulation, the one who will be King of kings and Lord of lords in the millennial age, none other than our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. All judgment has been committed into his hands. So follows the great white throne of judgment, a fearful thing, I hardly want to speak about it, where everyone who has rejected God's offer of mercy and salvation will be judged justly, in accordance with the records that have been kept in God's book regarding the life of each and every individual life. And the one who offers you salvation today is the same one who will pronounce judgment then on those who have refused him now. It even grieves me to to uh, utter these words. And then, when all the judgment has been executed and finished, Scripture tells us in the first eight verses of the penultimate chapter of our Bibles, that is, Revelation 21, that the one who sits upon the throne will say, Behold, I make all things new. Another scripture referring to the same thing tells us that there will be a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. This is called the day of God. And I heard, says the scripture, a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. How wonderful. Our reading told us that God hates lies. This is the truth. From God's holy word, the Bible, and God who cannot lie, has told us in his holy word, what the future holds, and that he holds the future. God bless his word to you today.